At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Want to learn how to be an entrepreneur? You are dedicated and devoted to a life of developing new ideas and innovations. Willing to take calculated career risks, achieving independent wealth and success. Then you are ready to experience the entrepreneur effect. We'll highlight opportunities for entrepreneurs in digital marketing through interesting, practical, and thought-provoking interviews and monologues. Increase your income and be your own boss by listening to The Entrepreneur Effect. Please welcome your host, a 25-year veteran in sales, management, and business development, Dush Ramachandran. Hi, and welcome to Entrepreneur Effect. This is Dush Ramachandran, and my guest today is Nikki Kelvin, who is the Director of Content for Points Guy UK. Welcome, Nikki. Hi, Dush. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Thanks for taking the time to spend with us. This is this is fun. Um, I'm, uh, I, you know, I've been a frequent traveler for a very long time. I, I was a, a United 1K uh, flyer for many years, and uh, uh, I'm... I have, I think, over a million and a half miles logged. Um, and so I've, I've always enjoyed the Points Guy and so on. So great to meet you. So tell me about Points Guy UK. Um, I know the Points Guy website. Um, and so it's interesting to, to talk to you. Tell me how, how you, first of all, what's Points Guy UK? And how did you come to be involved with the Points Guy? Okay, well, thank you very much for having me. I'm also excited to be here. So the Point Sky UK, the, just to track back, the Point Sky has been around for 10 years. It had its 10th birthday this year. And the UK was always our second biggest market. So it's huge in the US, um, about 10 million monthly unique readers. But of that, there was a significant proportion of UK readers, and they just weren't being serviced with good UK information. And so we saw a real opportunity there. And um, we'll go a bit more into my background, but I came on board about 
to, to kick off launching the UK site. And the idea was that if we provided UK-focused content for points and miles, credit cards, travel inspiration, all that stuff that was relevant to the UK market, we'd be able to capture the existing audience and then grow it into a much bigger audience here. And, and actually, in, in the space of a year and a half, we've, we've done that and become the biggest website of our kind uh, and really attracted lots of new people and turned them onto points and miles. Because, you know, to me, points and miles is exciting. And I think lots of people find them exciting now as well. Excellent. So... Um, the, the, one of the things that's most interesting about the whole concept of the points guy is that, you know, it, it, the, the site has helped people maximize their frequent flyer points and understand how best, which airlines have the best ones, how you maximize it by using credit cards and, um, and where you can get the best type of deals and so on. So that's been, that's been absolutely fascinating. Now, with the pandemic and with uh, travel having just dropped off a cliff, is that still relevant? Absolutely. I think, first of all, travel has indeed fallen off a cliff now, but it will come back. We saw that we see these cycles in the economy and the travel market where things drop off. 9-11 was a huge cause of... um, um, a drop off in global travel, and it picked back up to incredibly high levels that we saw until just before the pandemic hit. And so, miles and points have always been key to a strategy of being able to maximize your travel. That's what we say. And still, the opportunities that there are to earn lots of points and then to spend them on amazing trips are still there. So, for example, we're still looking at great redemptions to go on incredible trips year next summer when things are likely to be back to normal the amazing thing with miles and points is you can get things that you otherwise couldn't afford but also the tickets tend to be incredibly flexible so actually in today's world where you don't know what's going to happen you don't know what's around the corner having tickets that you can easily change that you've only paid in points for they're actually amazing i actually i had flights to Greece um, a couple of weeks ago, and I was able to easily change them to go to Italy instead, kind of at the drop of a hat. It didn't cost me anything to change them. Had I bought cash tickets and I had decided to make some changes, it would have cost me money. So I'm seeing benefits even today, but I think looking into the future when travel starts to pick up, those benefits of flying in a way that you couldn't otherwise afford are still going to be there. Okay. And so with, um, with the current situation, What's the best way for people to take advantage of points and miles and so on when they're not flying so much? So I think most people have been focused on collecting. They're collecting for that big special trip that's going to happen when all of this is over. And one of the key ways that I love talking about, and this works for the US, for the UK, all around the world, they have these, um, these sites, but... Airlines have shopping portals and loads of people have moved all of their shopping online because, you know, people are shopping in stores less and less and people need to get stuff delivered to their houses. And these airline shopping portals offer huge multiples sometimes. So I've seen offers even as big as 40 miles per pound. So I guess that's, you know, 50 odd miles per dollar uh, for, for purchases with some retailers. And all you do is you go on the website's shopping portal, you find the retailer, almost all online retailers are on there. And you click through to their website, you purchase your stuff as normal, and you can be earning 5, 10, 15, 20 points per dollar. And you can imagine at those kind of rates how quickly you can rack up points. 
when you're spending on a credit card, you also earn your points off your credit card as well. Those two things combined can really mean growing a massive bank balance of these miles and points that you know you might not be using today, but you're definitely going to be using them in um, in a few months' time. Right. And for for people who have maybe one airline card because they happen to live in a city that's served by a particular airline. Um, I mean, in the U.S., you have um, lots of hubs. And for example, if you live in Denver or around the Denver area, it wouldn't make any sense for you to get uh, a program with any airline other than United because United, this Denver is a United hub. And of the, I don't know, about 300 flights or 400 flights that go out a day, fully 80% of them are United flights. And yeah, you do get the, uh, the, the British Airways, the Lufthansa, the American Airlines, and so on. Um, and the British Airways, Lufthansa, et cetera, are international flights. But if you really want, if you were traveling out of Denver, and if you had an airline program that was not united, then you're really wasting your opportunities. So how does this work for some situations like that? And similarly, for example, if you live in Charlotte, North Carolina, and that's a, that used to be a US, U.S. air hub, and it's now an American Airlines hub. So again, in that case, it would make no sense for you to get any other program other than American out of Charlotte. So how does that work? Sure. So you, you're definitely going to concentrate on the program where you can earn the most miles and points, but you also need to think outside the box. So for example, if American is your program, you need to remember that it's not just American that you can redeem on. So you can also use your miles and points for anyone on, in the One World Alliance. So you could use your points on Qatar or British Airways, um, various other airlines. Same thing applies for United with Star Alliance. So, for example, you're collecting with United, you can use your points on Lufthansa. However, I would also say it's key to have a bit of a backup. So you want to still keep some miles and points elsewhere if you're able to spend enough or do enough bits of travel here and there to have another option because it opens up your redemption opportunities. So maybe you wanna, you're, you're a big United flyer and you're in Denver but you could be collecting American miles on the side or, I don't know, Singapore miles, just something different. And you manage to get from Denver to somewhere else to another hub, and then you can take... One of the things also to remember is some miles and points collectors, they're not just trying to get from A to B, they're trying to have real experiences. So lots of people, for example, they want to fly the Etihad residence. Um, And you'll do anything and fly to anywhere just to get on that on that product now you can use advantage american airlines advantage miles so even if you lived in denver you might collect american airlines miles with a view that you're going to fly to jfk on um on another airline and then you're going to take the etihad flight so there's people have weird and different strategies to satisfy their desires yeah that actually does make a lot of sense um you know and one of the other uh things that that plays into this are hotel points, Um, you know, with the consolidation of different hotel chains, for example, with Starwood being acquired by 
uh, West uh, by Marriott. So all the Westin and Sheraton hotels now come under the Bonvoy program. So that's that's another thing. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, let's let's chat about that. Stick around. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Stay tuned for more of the Entrepreneur Effect when we return. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let WebmasterRadio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. WebmasterRadio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. You are experiencing the Entrepreneur Effect only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's Dush Ramachandran. Welcome back. This is Dush Ramachandran with Entrepreneur Effect. My guest today is Nikki Kelvin, who is the uh, Director of Content for Point Sky UK. Uh, so, Nikki, before the break, we were talking about, you know, the ways to maximize your uh, points and miles, specifically with airlines. The other, the other category of, of points that has recently become a little more interesting with the consolidation with different hotel chains, um, you know, kind of brings up different things, different ideas. So how would you suggest that people take advantage of not only uh, airline miles and points, but also hotel points? So hotel points can be can be brilliant, and one of the one of the most amazing things about hotel points is that often there are very little or no fees or taxes attached to a redemption. So you get to use the points and not pay anything. So it's effectively free. It doesn't always work like that, but you can you can get some real good freebies. It's especially painful in the UK where often surcharges on flights, even when you're using miles, are in incredibly expensive. So on a business class British Airways flight, you can end up paying five, six, seven, eight hundred dollars in taxes, even when you're using your miles. With a hotel, you can use your points and pay nothing. And um, now you're right. The consolidation has meant that concentrating your earning onto a certain program means that you're, you have access to tens of thousands of properties, thousands and thousands all around the world. Now, I think a lot of people, um, again, might have something in mind. Um, I know often in, in the US, a lot of my colleagues always have their eye on Bora Bora and the Maldives. They're the two ultimate redemptions. And actually, when, you, when the two worlds of airline and hotel miles collide, you can use your airline miles to get to one of these destinations for almost nothing and then blow your points again on something that is just so outrageously expensive for cash. 
staying in some overwater villa in the Maldives or Bora Bora. Most people don't have one, two, three thousand dollars a night to drop on a hotel room. But if they've been racking up their points on credit cards and by staying in hotels over the course of a year or two, they may have hundreds of thousands of points that they're able to drop and then pay no taxes or fees on the side. It's pretty great. Yeah, that makes that makes sense. So where does where does all of this uh, go? I mean, I, I know um, these are great programs by which people remain faithful to a particular hotel chain or to a particular airline or a particular alliance like the One World Alliance or the Star Star Alliance and so on. Um, but where do you see these programs heading? Um, again, you know, the airline industry has suffered a massive, uh, you know, decline in their fortunes uh, with the result of the pandemic. And they've they've started to make many of these uh, rewards much more hard, much harder to to uh, to get uh, the categories, the the types of uh, awards, the number of miles required, or the number of uh, points required to achieve a particular reward has gone up dramatically. So. How do we uh, how do we plan for what's going to come in the future? Where where is it all going? I think the one assumption you can make, and this is what we've seen over history, is that it never gets better. The programs are only likely to get worse, um, but it's just the rate at which they get worse, and it's not all bad. So there are some beacons of light. Some good stuff does happen. Now, the biggest thing that's happened in the US market is moving onto these dynamic pricing charts. So you always used to know what you were going to pay flying from one zone to another. There was loads of crazy little get-arounds where you could end up sticking in other flights. You could have multiple flights on the same trip and not pay more. A lot of that stuff is being stripped away. The loopholes tend to disappear and the prices go up. And I, I think you're going to see more of that. So Delta, for example, moved on to a completely dynamic pricing in their program. American Airlines is sort of the last bastion, which is sort of holding out, but probably won't last that long. But amongst all of these programs, that be brilliant sweet spots. And I think the game becomes about finding the really good stuff amongst it, amongst all of the, um, the bad stuff. One, If I give you one example, um, in the UK, the British Airways Executive Club they introduced um, a few years ago a thing called Reward Flight Savers, and it meant that under flights under 2,000 miles, cap taxes were capped at £35 for a return flight. And that was a really big deal. That was a real, real great progression forward. It was a real benefit to, to people, to passengers that were then able to pay much less money when they wanted to redeem their miles. And there's various little things like that that have been peppered across the market. One interesting thing is seeing what all of the um, what all of the different alliances and airline frequent flyer programs have done with this crisis. And the, the more generous programs have given big extensions to their elite status flyers. Um, you know, they might have given six, 12, 18 months, 18 month extensions to memberships and reduced the thresholds that you need to hit in able to be able to qualify for elite status. All that stuff is really positive, but where does that leave us in a few months' time or a couple of years' time? You've got to imagine they're going to be scaling this stuff back. One thing I would say is that these airline miles are big business. You know, they they sell. They, there's millions and millions of dollars um, flow through the coffers 
buying and selling these airline miles to credit card companies and elsewhere. And so it's going to remain important to the airlines to keep the programs good for passengers because they don't want to lose those dollars that they're earning by selling these miles to third parties. Right. So, so you, feel, you feel reasonably confident that uh, even with the airlines stripping away the benefits and making different reward levels harder to, to get to, you think it's still worthwhile for people to, you know, collect miles and start to, uh, you know, stockpile the miles and the points and so on um, in the hopes that once, once everything clears up, it's all going to be worth something again. Yeah, I think, I think one big piece of advice, if you were going to take away a top tip, it would be don't sit on your miles forever because devaluations will happen. They're not going to, it's not going to go in the opposite direction. <clears throat> so you are, you're well, you would do well to use your miles and spend them. Just don't sit on them. So I think that's the, uh, I think that's the key. Don't sit on them, spend them and get great value out of them. And then you're not going to be stung. Ultimately, collecting points and miles is sort of like a side benefit. If you're going to buy something online, buy it through a shopping portal, use a credit card, you're going to get some value out of it. You might as well take them if they're sitting there on the table. Meanwhile, there is still some great value to be realized. Yeah, I think that's that's good advice. Um, you know, one of the things that uh, a lot of people don't realize is, you know, you'd be amazed at the number of people who are actually frequent travelers, um, either for business or for pleasure, but don't actually belong to any programs. Um, for whatever reason, they just figured it's too much trouble uh, or it's just one thing that they haven't gotten around to. And they do spend an awful lot of money flying to different places, staying in hotels, but don't really have a program that they are collecting more points and miles on. Um, how common is that in your experience? Uh, it, it is more common. It's the kind of thing that gives me sleepless nights. Exactly. And, and my, in my, in my, um, I was, I was a lawyer. I was an attorney for a record label um, for the biggest UK record label and part of Universal Music. And, and a lot of the executives that I used to work with on a day-to-day -day basis did a lot of flying between um, London and New York and LA. They were flying all the time. And I used to speak to them about, you know, are you collecting miles? Where are you going to use your miles? And the amount of time that people say, would say to me, oh, I just can't be bothered. Oh, I don't understand it. I'm not interested. I just don't. And, and I'm thinking if it was me, you, you would be earning hundreds of thousands of miles every year and going on free incredible holidays and it used to right. blow, blow my mind i mean now i work in an environment where everybody is completely obsessive about points and miles so you, you know I, sometimes i feel like there's people who know more than me in certain aspects whereas in my old world i was the only one that knew anything so i became a source of knowledge i think i influenced a lot of people to start collecting points and miles because well, it's like I can't let go. I'm like, please. Yeah, absolutely. That, that makes sense. Well, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Nikki Kelvin. Stick around. We'll be right back. Stay tuned for more of the Entrepreneur Effect when we return. 
Here's the truth you need to know about podcasting. The biggest problem you face right now as a future podcaster is the myth that it takes an enormous amount of time or effort to produce a high-quality professional podcast. Luckily for you, there's a solution to your problem. If you're an online marketer who really needs to grow an audience of buyers but can't do all the heavy lifting alone, then here's the solution you're looking for. Introducing the DFY Podcasting System. Here's what you get. 30 minutes of one-on-one training. A weekly podcast for you or your company. Distribution to almost every podcast portal. An embeddable player for your website. An ebook called How to Podcast, created for WMR.FM show hosts. And much, much more. And best of all, you'll start seeing results with the DFY podcast system within a couple of weeks. You're just one podcast away from growing brand awareness and engagement in your business. Log on to podcast.wmr.fm and sign up for a deeply discounted rate today. That's podcast.wmr.fm. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. You are experiencing the entrepreneur effect only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's Dush Ramachandran. Welcome back. This is Dush Ramachandran with Entrepreneur Effect. My guest today is Nikki Kelvin, who is the director of content for Point Sky UK. Um, so, Nikki, before the break, we were talking about um, you know the different ways in which. Uh, points and miles programs are changing, the advent of hotel points, and then, you know, what do you do with people who couldn't be bothered to sign up to a program because it's just too complicated or they just haven't bothered to do it? Um, but, you know, with with all of the change that's happening, uh, what are you most excited about? What What do you what do you feel like is the most exciting thing that's coming down the pipe that you're you're particularly anxious to see happen? I think just generally, I'm anxious and excited to see a real return to travel. I, I think, you know, at the points guy, we, we re, we're reporting every day on aviation and not, not just miles and points, but, but real aviation, what's happening with the airlines, um, how they're faring financially. And, as, a, as an obsessive, I'm an av geek, I'm obsessive about planes and aviation. And I have a lot of friends that I crew and a lot of people I work with have a lot of uh, airline crew um, as friends. And I think we just want to see the aviation industry return to sort of its former glory. And tied very closely alongside that is just the, the ability to freely travel around the world. I, I really believe that traveling open people makes people more liberal more understanding um and can really excite and inspire people and at the moment it's just it's just not viable or possible to be doing the kind of things we were doing before so i'm really hopeful and excited that we return to that sort of world where we're able to get back on back on the road again um I, you know that along alongside you know do i want to see 
huge improvements in mileage programs and hotel programs and all of that that'd be great but just just travel recovering would be incredible yeah and you know even in the aviation industry um you know never mind the airlines but just even the aviation business so much has changed the um the airbus a380 is on its way out um and most of them are being retired. There are no new orders and they're stopping manufacture of the aircraft, which, you know, 10 years ago would have been inconceivable. Um, and, and then you've got the crisis with the Boeing 737 MAX. Um, it's still not, still not allowed to fly and uh, hundreds of airlines all over the world have grounded thousands of aircraft. Southwest Airlines in the U.S. flew only uh, 737s, and they were the biggest customer for the Max, and they've grounded all of their all of their Maxes. So, um, you know, that's that's upended. Uh, the Airbus 350 is an interesting is an interesting aircraft. It's probably uh, the first four-engine dual-aisle aircraft, to, new aircraft to come out in a very long time. Um, and you know this the the triple seven x is uh, is another interesting aircraft that's just been through flight tests. So what do you think of all of that, and where's all of that leading us? So we follow we follow all of these plane new planes and all of these um, groundings very, very closely. and it's been they've had a nightmare you you also um one other thing that you didn't mention before was the uh, the dreamliner engines uh with boeing that have been a nightmare as well for many airlines that have had to sure yeah absolutely have a real slow maintenance process and and had to lease in other aircraft um airlines like norwegian have been really badly affected by by that as well um i think i think there's exciting times ahead so new new aircraft on the scene the if I'm just thinking, even UK airlines have been getting delivered these beautiful new A350s, uh, 787 10s, and both of those aircraft, especially the A350, which is, which is much more fuel efficient than than previous aircraft. Um, airlines are fitting them with really exciting products on the inside. Yet to see any big issues or problems with them, other than the fact that this pandemic has meant that they can't be flying as much as they were meant to be. And um, but there's but there's been some really exciting. If you fly on one of these aircraft on a on a 787 or um, or an A350, they do feel different. You feel better. They're quieter. They're, there's more moisture in the air. There's the, their cabin pressure is better. You come off feeling less tight. So all of those things from the passenger perspective are actually um, very exciting. From the industry perspective, you know, there's definitely tough times ahead. Like you say, all of those issues that were happening were were going on and causing huge problems before the pandemic hit. And this is this is causing even bigger problems. It's interesting what you say about the A380, because I think people envisage travel being quite different. When the A380 came into play, people thought about these huge hub aircraft, uh, sorry, hub airports. Right. And people would be flying in and out, massive passenger loads. But actually, as time's gone on, people are less interested in that. People want to fly point to point um, without these stops uh, as much in certain places. And you want smaller aircraft because you've got smaller loads. Right. Uh, and, that, and that shift, I don't think people anticipated that. Well, that was Boeing's bet. I mean, Airbus and Boeing bet on two different things. Uh, Boeing bet on smaller, more fuel-efficient air aircraft, which is the Dreamliner, the 787, um, which allowed airlines to fly nonstop between city pairs. 
while uh, Airbus bet on the hub and spoke idea where you would be flying from London to New York or London to Chicago with massive loads of people who would then, you know, go on to regional airports from there. But, you know, I think uh, the flying public pretty much uh, gave them the answer, which is they wanted direct flights and not fly on a you know, big double-decker bus. Um, so that's, that's an interesting thing. Um, so before we wrap up, um, you know, for, for many of our listeners who uh, would be interested in collecting points and getting, you know, getting to know more about the, uh, the ins and outs of programs and so on, what's the website they should go to? So if you're if you're in the US, thepointsguide.com is the place to head. And if you're in the UK, thepointsguide.co.uk. If you're in the rest rest of the world, whichever one you feel a bit more affinity to, um, head to head to that site. But thepointsguide.com or thepointsguide.co.uk. We also have some really incredible video content. So the Points Guy UK on YouTube has some amazing videos that can keep you entertained and inspired and uh, and educate you too. Awesome. That's wonderful. Nikki, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate your coming by. Thanks so much. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.